Soper and Brown, good morning, good afternoon, uh, whatever time you're joining us. Thanks again, as always, for downloading the podcast, wherever you do get your podcasts. Uh, if you do listen to the show, you know that Carl and I are big AEW fans, and there was, Carl, a massive show Man. S- uh, Sunday night. AEW's biggest show they've ever done. I think so. I think it, it uh, certainly exceeded any expectations you could possibly have for it. Um, I think their pay-per-view buys are probably going to dwarf anything they've done prior to this. And you came out of it with three new arrivals and who knows what in front of you. Well, I was going to say incredible. tons of exciting questions, right? Like I, I texted you this morning with, with a yeah. bunch of questions that I was kind of thinking. It's like, what, what do they do with this? And, <laughs> and you know, which way? And yeah. Well, that's what you want after a show, right? You, yeah. you want questions. and Sometimes they're bad questions. But if you ask <laughs> yeah. me, and I, I think if you ask most wrestling fans, you're left with good questions. This was not a, what were they doing? It's a, oh, my God, what are they going to do now? It, it was It was just incredible uh i got the card in front of me and we can do a quick rundown yeah, on I, it, uh, I, I, in a minute here but uh, i was uh, gonna say i thought we could go through and kind of grade each match in the order they happened yeah do you want to do you want to start with the new arrivals or do you want to just build up to it i think we should uh, let's start right from the start and kind of work okay. our way through and i'd love to start actually with the the buy-in match which was kind of thrown together after Pac and Andrade had to cancel their match, right? Yeah, travel issues, I guess, for Pac. That match is now going to be on Rampage this coming Friday. Uh, so that match is off the card. They move the Women's Battle Royal onto the main card. And then you got this 10-man tag uh, as an opener, which was fine. I mean, it was, you know, uh, nine minutes and change, I think. Uh, a great feature for Orange Cassidy. You got a lot of those kind of uh, mid-level baby faces and heels in front of uh, a very lively audience. I thought it was perfect for a buy-in match. I thought it was tons of fun. You got some high spots. You got some fun stuff. You know, the yep. baby faces go over. You get to play Orange Cassidy's music. You get to play Jungle Boy's music. <laughs> That's right. right. So you make you make the most of those licensing deals, right? You got if you're gonna if you're gonna pay for them, you better play them. So yeah, you got uh, you got the Pixies and Baltimore there on the pre-show. Which you know, is great. If I'm grading that, I, I give it a B plus. I, I I thought that was a really solid buy-in. Exactly what you'd want. Yep, like I said, ten man tag, lots of fun, lots of spots. Get your stuff in. You know, here's here's ten minutes to go fill and get this crowd warmed up. And they did exactly that. It's perfect. So we open with Miro and Eddie Kingston, and and you and I talked prior to the whole thing going off. Uh, Boss fight. We, we thought we thought that Pac and and El Idolo was the perfect opener, right? Just yeah. that was going to come out banging out of the gate. So yeah. when when that was canceled. We both went back and forth over what were you going to open with? What do, what do you, you know, what is, gets this massive show off to a hot start? And, and and honestly, I did think it was a pretty good start. You, you knew Miro was very likely going to win. Uh, yeah. I, I would have been pretty shocked had Eddie Kingston won the belt. But he's he's so over. Eddie is so over with the fans right now. And isn't it funny? Just one line in a promo. It's your neck. That's the chink in your armor is what Eddie Kingston said. And it set up the whole story for the show. Like, that was for the whole match. That was all they needed. One thing from Eddie. It's your neck. I'm going to try and suplex you on it. I'm going to try and DDT you. I'm going to try and pile drive you. And that's how I'm going to come at you. And it was like, okay, there's there's your story. It's not rocket science. I'm coming for your neck. And it was Miro's trying to defend it. And they, I thought they were great. I thought it was physical. Crowd is into both acts. It's perfect. Great opener. 
And and I do love the story of talking about that because I, I I'm sure that'll continue, right? Miro is this you know immovable force, right? He's this mm-hmm. massive man, this athletic man who will do anything it seems to win. He'll he'll screw over whoever he needs to screw over. Yeah, and, you got the low blow on Eddie Kingston there that led to the yeah. finish. But it, it it does give that little piece of our or little piece of something that I think other people can work on as well. And he well, just can, and he, he continues to grow as a character for me. And it's perfect too because whoever does get that first win over him is just so oh. immediately elevated. Really like quickly, gonna, go ahead. Who is it going to be? Make an early prediction of who you think and who you would have beat him. I'm not saying immediately, but eventually. Yeah. The guy that I keep coming back to is Sammy Guevara. Yeah. Yeah, I think Sammy uh, elevates himself beyond the pinnacle stuff and is maybe the guy to do it, but it's not going to be – I don't think it's going to be soon. No, I, you got to let Miro keep going for, for a while longer. Yeah, do you it, think, everything's working too good with him right now. I just wouldn't touch it. Do you think him and Jungle Boy have, have a program sometime soon? I mean – Yeah, I could see that too. I could see that too. Jungle Boy just – I don't know what you do with him next. You know, Do you keep him going with Christian? Do you keep that stuff going? And maybe we can talk a little bit more about that later. But mm-hmm. I can just see him getting – he had that title shot with Kenny. Great match. I'd love to see him do something with Miro. I think they could they could have a lot of fun. Uh, that yeah, works the tag as, team thing is maybe, maybe a little bit of a dead end right now, yeah. right? So, yeah, it, he does need something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe that's the next guy. We move on to uh, John Moxley match, and this is some, you're you're such a, a New Japan fan, so I'm going to let mm-hmm. you take the floor here be- <laughs> because I know you were excited for this, and you were so excited for what happened afterwards. Yeah, Satoshi Kojima is the guy who came over to uh, fill in the blank contract and face John Moxley for the show. I actually thought this might be the one they opened with in place of the uh, Pac and Andrade thing, but goes on second. Uh, was fine. About 12 minutes, uh, Moxley defends it. Uh, Kojima. Kojima was the guy from like 02 to like 05-ish in uh, in New Japan and All Japan. Uh, wrestled for a number of companies over there. He's in his 50s now, so a little bit past the best before day, but he had his working boots on. It was physical. It was good. John gets the win, and then Kaze Ninare hits, which is the theme song for Minoru Suzuki, who is on this like U.S. Uh, almost like a like a wrestling vacation. He's got dates booked all over the country with a number of different companies, and he made an appearance uh, on the, the crowd show there singing to along to it too. I thought that yeah, was cool. Every it's it's the right audience for it, right? Mm-hmm. They know it. They all know this guy. He's a legendary. You know, he had a great career in MMA before he was in pro wrestling. He was doing them side by side for a long time. And that's going to be, I believe, the main event of Dynamite this Wednesday in Moxley's hometown of Cincinnati. And that makes a ton of sense, doesn't it? It's a huge match. Uh, that pile driver that Moxley uses, that uh, what they call Gotch-style pile driver, where he does the, uh, the the crotch grip there and stuffs them, that's who he borrowed that from is Minoru Suzuki. So uh, that'll be awesome on Wednesday. And, uh, full endorsement behind that. And really, I, I thought the match was good. Like, yeah, it, it yeah. did what it needed to do. But the way mm-hmm. the, the ending was just like, it just... Sail it over the top. Them going blow for blow, and you know him yeah. la- leaving Moxley in a heap in the middle of the ring. Like perfect. J- just yeah, another That's one. All, of those you, all you needed to tell me for Wednesday. The crowd was hot, I mean. hot, hot after that. We moved into the women's championship match. So Britt Baker, of course, against uh, Chris Statlander. Again, it was 
it would have been a shocker had Britt dropped the belt here. I think we knew yeah. where it was going. It was just how was it going to shake down? I personally thought I thought the match was good. I really liked the ending. I thought the ending was good. Yeah, they hit another gear in that last kind of minute and a half there as they went to the finishing sequence. Everybody's going to look at the spot of Britt hitting the, uh, what everybody calls the Panama Sunrise, uh, maybe for her the Pittsburgh Sunrise, yeah. hopping down off the second rope, hitting that flipping pile driver, which is a signature of her fiancé, Adam Cole, who we are going to talk about in a little bit. <laughs> I did but wonder, nice... in that moment, I wondered, because, yeah. you know, there was well, who's going to show up, is it going to be, mm-hmm. and I thought... Are they doing that because now he, of course, <laughs> he he did her, you know, uh, finisher the, against the Kyle O'Reilly submission, yeah, on yeah. the on his last NXT date. Yeah. So I, I it could you could have just looked and went, was it just a call like a oh hey you know <laughs> Bayo you did that so I did that but I did wonder in that moment is he back yeah. there is, is that a call a, to later it was a babe I'm coming yeah <laughs> <laughs> so it, it was a great match and and who who, who do you th- I mean I guess we know who's next for Baker and and yeah and maybe we talk about that in, in a little bit yeah Britt comes out of that keeps the belt her act is again much like we said with Miro her act is just perfect right now it, it's just she's doing everything is hitting very well for her there's no reason to move that title off her and even with the winner of the battle royal which we'll talk about in a moment you, you know, i don't know if i don't know if you go there right away you know actually why don't we just skip over really quickly sure. and just go right to that since we're in yeah, it and they're and, they're directly related so yeah ruby soho makes her debut which was you know Pretty expected. I mean, the crowd was chanting for her before she came out, right? Isn't that the best thing, though? The like the the anticipation to know that she's going to be the Joker. That spot it leaves that one percent of doubt. Maybe it's not. Maybe it is. But the crowd chanting it. Of course, they paid for the rancid song. They got Ruby Soho. Isn't, they uh, just keep doing that. And it's, yeah. it's it's a little thing, but I I know you were telling me about it. I it's think such wrestling a cool wrestling fans I think appreciate that so much. When you think about like the coolest thing about like old school ECW, it was you know the Sandman coming in to enter Sandman or uh, Rob Van Dam using Walk by Pantera. Like they used all this stuff without <laughs> licenses, yeah. but AEW's going about it the smarter way in terms of actually signing these agreements. But it does add so much to a character. That's what she should come out to. So let's have her come out to it, and let's pay whatever you know Lars and Tim require, and yeah. off we go. I was going back and forth of who I thought would win that, and it was funny. You and I were watching together, and I was like, "Oh, I think Jamie's going to win." She was eliminated like five seconds later, <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh, you know what? Actually, I think Jade might fall." Oh, and then she was eliminated like literally within two seconds of me yeah. saying it. I, I wasn't sure who was going to come out on top. They go with the uh, the, the the new signee. Was that yeah. the right call in your opinion? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think it was the right time to do it. I would say uh, I, w- I might let her hold on to that uh, that match. Mm-hmm. I would let her because she's she gets a shot at the champion. Doesn't say she has to do it right away. So I would give a few more weeks and let Ruby Soho get comfortable in AEW with uh, a few other women's matches. Let her get the record up a little bit and then go after Britt. I don't think they have to go to the match right away. Well, which uh, would that that would be if I was going to tackle it? That's how I would do it. I'd give her a few weeks on on Dynamite and Rampage to let people get to know her, get her established in this character, what her finishers are, and that kind of thing, and then and then go to the Brit match. You know, maybe sometime in October or maybe even in November at Full Gear. Typically, we've seen the title matches happen. Pretty, you know, the the last yeah. time uh, or the last one I can think of at least was Scorpio mm-hmm. Sky winning, and then he challenged Darby immediately Very for quickly. the TNT yeah. title, like literally that Wednesday. Now, mm-hmm. I, 
Do you think they should move into similar to like the money in the bank stuff, right? Where it, it can be cashed in at any moment. Is that something you'd like to see them work towards or is that gimmick taken and you don't do anything like that with AEW? Yeah, I don't necessarily need to see it um like like the like the cash in element yeah. of people that can, you know, take advantage. I think that's like that's been done and that's that's WWE's thing. But I would I would like to see the um you know, when somebody wins a battle royal like that or wins an opportunity, that they get to call their shot a little bit of where the match takes place in terms of a venue and a date. I think that would be that would be interesting. And let me say this too: I think it was the right call mm-hmm. not having Thunder Rosa win because that match with Britt is coming, right? It, that that yeah. next match is coming. Yeah, it and is for sure. It it doesn't need to happen now. I don't know who wins that, which is the best part about it. And to me, if you build those two properly, they could main event a pay-per-view. With those oh, I two. agree. I think one thing everybody forgets is when they had that Lights Out match on Dynamite that main evented back in the spring and had so much incredible buzz around it, Thunder Rosa won that match. Yeah. Britt was the one who, who bled and really shone and I think changed the perception of her character for with sure. that match a little bit. 100%. But Rosa won it. Yep. So she's still got that hanging over her. She didn't need the Battle Royal win again oh. because she does have that piece of leverage over the champion that you can go back to that at some point. And yeah, I'm sure it either headlines the Dynamite or like you said, it could be right at the top of a pay-per-view. I'm just looking ahead at the Dynamite schedule here. Uh, Cincinnati this Wednesday, they're in Newark, New Jersey uh, the week after. And then they've got that Grand Slam show. Uh, that's at Arthur Ashe Stadium in, in Queens. Baker in Soho there? Maybe you do it there. They're in Rochester the week after, Philadelphia. Like they've got big buildings to fill here. Yeah. Uh, and they're in the Northeast here for the foreseeable future. So uh, really interesting to see to see where that match takes place and I just, when. I, I did think it was the right call to save the Thunder Rosa thing, so I wanted to give yep. a shout-out to that. And, you know, actually, I said Scorpio Sky was the last one. It was Jungle Boy who won the Battle Royale at the pay-per-view. Um, That's right. Uh, yeah, he at the... Um, uh, I guess that would have been a double or nothing. Double or nothing. So, and, right. and you know, and they waited like what? They mm-hmm. waited like a month before they fulfilled that. Did they? They not? waited some time on that. Yeah, and which Scorp- I'd love Scorpio to see. Scorpio won that that brass ring kind of gimmick back in February. Yeah, I'd love to see them yeah. do the same type of thing with Soho here and build that. And and yeah, really, let it, let it if, simmer. if we're looking at the same thing here, Christian. He ended up getting a title shot anyways, and they made mm-hmm. evented, right? So yep. are you talking about the same thing here where, all right, Thunder Rosa helps put over Soho, and mm-hmm. that's that's coming down the line. I, I like that they're waiting on that one. Yep. Let's work into this cage match because <sighs> Man. I got to tell you, this is, or that was, pardon me, one of the greatest spectacles I, I, I've ever seen. It's one of the best tag matches I've seen. Oh. It's one of the best cage matches I've seen. It's certainly the best tag match in a cage that I've seen. And, I, and when people tack on their match of the year list for 2021, if this is outside of your top three, then I'm not sure what you're looking for because this was everything that <laughs> it, you could ask for. If this is outside your top three, it means we have some incredible matches coming because yeah. <laughs> yeah. like dethroning this is it, it was man it, it, yeah. it was perfect because I, I read I was reading some tweets back and I was reading uh, somebody was tweeting about it at the start they're like oh, kind of a slow start I actually liked that it was they, they the build up I thought was just perfect 
it, not it, everything can be a sprint. Yeah, right. Like it was cool. Some hot, some high flying spots, some this, some that, and it just mm-hmm. built. It built. Then it. Then when it picked up. Oh my God! Did it pick up? And we're talking action. We're talking different things with the the shoe thumbtack, the emotion yeah. involved. Yeah, the especially post match with oh. Penta and his and his family at ringside. There, uh, you know, two pairs of of real brothers uh, going at it. I was impressed that Brandon Cutler threw the bag with the shoe over the cage on the first try. <laughs> what a throw, man! <laughs> it's one of those things where I'm drafting if, him if, in fantasy. That was right on it, the hands. If it can go wrong, it will go wrong, right? But he he threw it up and over. It was perfect. How uh, nervous do you think he was for that? That like I guarantee he was nervous. You have I guarantee he was nervous. He had one job, right? In the mm-hmm. in the, the whole pay per view, mm-hmm. you have one job, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh man, and that cage was high. <laughs> it was really high. <laughs> I wouldn't want that job. You got the lighting ring, cool. the rig, and stuff above it too. Like yeah. you kind of got to hit a window, and he he did perfectly. Yeah. But it was it, it was everything you thought it was going to be. It was it was a perfect it was a perfect stunt fest. It was it was violent. Um, the the, the ripped of the masks, there. right? The the disrespect of the ripping mm-hmm. of the masks, and the and... the Penta uh, flipping pile driver to Matt Jackson oh. uh, out of the corner. Oh. I was happy to see. Oh. <laughs> I was ready to see Matt move his hands and move his feet. That was scary yeah. stuff. They they hit it perfectly. Mm-hmm. Like they, they hit it perfectly. Yeah, you yeah, you literally that is such a small margin for error. Mm-hmm. And we're talking two professionals who looked after each other. And yeah. just hit a dynamite spot. Yeah, was, you, you, you couldn't perfect. have hit it more perfect. Honestly, the uh, the near falls were perfect, um, and I think in the end, uh, the right team wins it. The Bucks had a great run with those belts from November last year onwards. And you think of all the dynamite main events or the dynamite openers they've done um, with a number of teams, and now the Lucha Brothers have it. And and what's again? What's next? Right? What's next for these guys? I um, I legitimately and powerful feels like they're kind of hanging yeah, around. Yeah. Like there's a few teams that are kind of hanging around. I marked out so hard. You you can attack. I jumped out of oh my, my goodness. seat. Your kids were sprinting in and out of the room, <laughs> like, jumping like that. That was the match. I would say that um, that that captured the room more than anything on the show. I, I think so because you were just locked in, right? Like mm-hmm. it, it, you couldn't help yourself. It was it gave you that one or there's always those couple moments a year where I I, I forget. That you know, there's anything prearranged, and I'm just I'm just glued to it. That that suspension of disbelief is just totally locked in, and you're there. It, and it, it's just great. When it was done, it was like this is what made me fall yep. in love with pro wrestling. Yep. Right yep. to just yep. you, get lost. You live for you live for matches like that. Uh, my and son, that was perfect. My son was so taken back by everything. He came and just gave me a hug when it was done. I thought he was gonna cry. I know. I thought he was like emotionally gonna cry because he was, was so crazy. happy they won. I, that's that's just an A plus. Like you, yeah. it was yeah. perfect. It, it was absolutely perfect. Yeah. No notes. Um, that took us into the MJF Chris Jericho match. Yeah. So the the way they laid it out, the battle royal was actually after yeah, of course, the, yeah. the Lucha Brothers thing. But yeah, from there on, as we head to the top of the card, uh, Jericho and MJF, which was uh, was was very solid in its own right. MJF has got a great record on these pay-per-views of, of delivering when the time comes in the in the, in the feud now uh, let, let me say this uh, go ahead. Yeah. the live guitar oh it didn't work man and, and i i read a tweet <laughs> from somebody who mm-hmm. was live there and they mm-hmm. said oh this is a miss with the crowd mm-hmm. so i thought that was interesting and you know what i actually kind of thought is this pretty much telling us that chris jericho is going to win because 
There's no way his last Judas moment no, is that. Yeah, I don't no know. Way. That kind of told it for me that I was like, I think Jericho's going to win. But then, hey, they pulled me in because there was a couple of spots where I went, oh, <laughs> is he? like Speaking of, speaking of entrances, too, if, I forgot to mention because the Lucha Brothers-Bucks match was so incredible. The Lucha Brothers entrance. They oh, had the, yeah, the, the, you're the guys right, yeah. live there wrapping them out. They had the huge like Aztec kind of headpieces on as they're coming out. It was uh, a spectacle. You said so to cool. me when that happened, you went, yeah. oh, I think they're winning. That's a, it's not a that's not the loser's entrance. Yeah, yeah, you said that to me. <laughs> and, and you know what? We're on the 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 entrances. How about the Y two Y two J? Oh my god! Uh, you know, entrance from perfect, from MJF. Perfect trolling. Yeah, the, he does the the old school. He caught you. You he like you me. got caught th- in it. I thought I thought Chris was adding it as uh, as a touch to his entrance yeah. to maybe lead you more that he's coming full circle. His debut in WWE back in August '99 was in Chicago. It was with that countdown. So I thought, oh, maybe he's doing like a full circle kind of thing here. And that's what no, no, the ca- the countdown clock hits zero, and here comes MJF in a robe that looks like it was borrowed from like 1970s era Harley race or something, Incredible. or maybe Jerry the King Lawler's yeah, closet. It yeah. was uh, uh, a great look, just an awesome look. So as for the match, uh, what did you think prior to the, uh, give me everything you thought. And then what'd you think of the ending? Uh, I thought I thought both sides delivered. And Chris has been working a ton. He and needs I a break, doesn't he? <laughs> he could use a break. Uh, like physically, it didn't, stand up to the like the Bucks and Lucha Brothers thing like as I'm thinking back on it now trying to remember key spots from this match yeah it was it was it definitely delivered what it needed to be the finish was super interesting and it's an old wrestling trope that some people have used and abused for too long Mm -hmm. but when you use it right and I think they did uh it can be perfect so the the finish the MGF hit um I don't know what it was it was a pile drive or something but he's or he actually hit he, the Judas He hit the effect. Judas effect. That's yeah. right. Yeah, he hit it on Chris. So he's pinning Jericho, and right before the three count comes down, Chris gets his foot to the rope. Real good timing on that, too, I think. And, and, I mean, bell rings. It's Ref Aubrey, who doesn't, you know, tolerate the BS. Yeah. And MJF's music plays, and, like, the crowd is hot about it. Mm-hmm. They're really, really hot about it. And then a second referee comes down. And it wasn't Brace Ramsburg, it was somebody else, but they communicate to Aubrey that the foot was on the ropes, the match gets restarted, and I think Chris beats him in about two minutes yeah. after that and taps him out to the old school uh, lion tamer. You know, And they told the story of the lower yeah. back, too, with MJF. He gave him that power bomb on the right. apron earlier in the match, so he sold that lower back throughout, so it really made sense for the finish, too. Yeah, and, and I agree, and those great those callbacks. Right? They, they, this company mm-hmm. seems to do those really, really, really well, and especially lately. The, the thing that I really liked, and it was much like the Baker-Satlander match, which yeah. I thought was okay, but was really propped up by the ending. Mm-hmm. It was the same thing here. I thought the match was okay, yeah. and the ending just elevated it, because you're right, they sucked the crowd in. Yeah, And yeah, that's, that was the in. whole point. Mm-hmm. And, they and were the, so happy. Like the, the communication between the officials got a pop. Yeah. yeah. It was crazy. And, and the, what I love, too, is it, they, they timed it out with the, the run-in of Wardlow, mm-hmm. Hager yeah. right there, the fight, yeah. and that's like, why the ref gave was a there. reason for the officials to be there. It yeah, wasn't they, just like, in the back watching, no, right? It's like, no, no he gave, was there. They gave a reason to it. He was out there live on the floor with them, caught it, they communicated it, and it was... Uh, 
It was awesome. Like you said, it, you remember the finish, right? Yeah. It's it's like it's almost the reverse of the uh, Moxley Kenny exploding ring barbed wire thing. Those guys had a nine out of ten banger of a match, but all you remember is the totally. You know the the plate of piss on the finish, right? That's yeah. that's all you remember is the thing not going off properly. Yeah. So this is the opposite of that, where the match was pretty good, but the finish captured everybody's attention and sent you on the into the rest of the card. Well, that took us into arguably the most talked about match mm-hmm. on the card. We actually wondered aloud, was this going to main event, right? Like, you know, do you yeah. CM Punk and Darby Allen, is this what you main event with? And we both initially thought so. I thought it would be for sure, but, but again, not knowing what's in the back pocket. Uh, too, of, right? of course, and, but yeah. even even prior to knowing what was coming, mm-hmm. I even said to you after I said, you know, a, a great match. I thought I thought it was a lot of fun, but I yeah, was, was glad they didn't close with it because I thought it was good and I thought it was yeah. a cool moment. But I, I I thought it was perfectly put where it was. What did you think of the match and how did you think Punk looked? I thought Punk looked great. And uh, I'm on board with the long tights. I'm, I'm I'm cool with the long tights. I think that was uh, the one thing I didn't know about the attire. <laughs> you didn't like, yeah. You weren't crazy about that. Presentation, I wasn't crazy but, about the attire myself. Uh, a really neat match, and again with a lot of uh, a lot of callbacks to different things. Both guys trying to. Uh, it seemed like both guys trying to institute their style on the other on the other wrestler. And you Darby called trying, the Brett Darby callback tra- too. The the Brett callback at the uh, start. And it's all over Twitter today. If you're if you're listening to this, you're probably tuned in. You know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, Darby and Punk lock up, and Darby just catches them with a quick arm drag, and Punk sits up and kind of gives that look of, huh, all right. And it's a little throwback to a match on Raw in like '94. Yeah. Of, of of Bret Hart, who was the champion at the time, taking on the one two three kid, Sean Waltman, X Pac, um, and the same thing happened. They lock up, and he caught him with an arm drag, and Bret is the champ, sat up and just gave him a. Mm-hmm. All right, that's what we're gonna do tonight. Okay, and this was this was great. I thought uh, I thought Darby looked awesome, uh, even in the loss. I thought Punk looked in great shape. Gas tank was an issue. They really and they really didn't miss anything in this match. It was they kept it pretty tight, uh, under seventeen minutes. It was sixteen and a half, and Punk wins it, cleans the sheet with the go to sleep. And Chicago's happy. And did did you like that they they really it, it was a professional wrestling match, right? Like that's it, really it, what it was. It, yeah. There wasn't there was not a lot of gimmicks. There no, wasn't there these. No, it wasn't a high spot fest. But it no was a tables. No brawling into the crowd. It was no straight gonna, ahead. And were yeah. did you like that? Is that what you at the you know I don't know what you were yeah. expecting to see, but are you happy that's the route they went? Well, like I almost said to you that I wondered if for Punk's return they would do a street fight kind of thing. So mm-hmm. you've got a few big spots that you can kind of find your match around. Maybe there's a table bump here. Okay, then we can sell for a bit, and then we'll move on to the next thing. This was a more – I felt more comfortable in the knowledge that he's like he's back back because this was, like you said, it was about as pure a wrestling match as you could as you could book, and he was there step for step. So that's the part that was really, really encouraging to me in terms of what's to what's to come next for him. What is to come next for CM Punk? Obviously, we're guessing, and there really mm. isn't any indication. What's next? If you had to guess, yeah. When like when do you put him in the ring next? Is the next time he's in the ring on Dynamite? It's got to be right. Yeah. Okay. How about how about he, this? Who do you think he works with next? What 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 do you think comes next? I wonder if MJF is next. Really. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, he's you know he's now been spurned by one legend in Chris Jericho. I wonder if if MJF Punk is something that they entertain. I don't know if that's right away. I know they're going to get there. Yeah, but I wonder if that's something to come here. Can you have MJF lose again, or is he beating Punk? I could I could see MGF getting a win over Punk. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah fair enough. Now before I don't think it would hurt either guy. Before we get to the big finale, mm-hmm. Paul White and QT Marshall. <laughs> now it was perfect. <laughs> it, it, it did it, it did what it needed yeah. to do in the sense of it yeah. was quick. Was it the right time for it? So the the reason they put that match right there is because that match could have been three minutes. It could have been six minutes. It could have been 30 seconds. So you put it right in that, I guess they call it a buffer spot, right? To see how the show's timing out, how much space you've got left in this pay-per-view, what's the crowd feeling. And it was fine. Like, it was it was, it was, was literally three minutes. And show, you know, or I still call him Big Show, Paul yeah. White, looked, uh, he looked... Tall Paul. Like a giant. Yeah, he was tall Paul. He did, he did what he did. He pushed some guys around, choke slam QT, and we're out of there in three. A lot of people said, oh, this didn't belong on the card or whatever. Man, to have, you know, five minutes, six minutes to grab a beer, take a pee, sit down, go, okay, you know, let's choke slam and on we go. I needed a breather. Mm-hmm. I was comfortable with that, where it was in the card. I was comfortable with how long it was. It did not take away from my enjoyment of the show overall at all. Now, before we get to the big finale, everything that happened after the match, let's mm-hmm. talk about the AEW World Championship match. Kenny Omega, Christian Cage. I thought that the opener, or, or, or uh, it was the second uh, AEW Rampage. Um, Omega. That no, was the first Rampage. Oh, oh no, right. It was, it was yeah, the first Rampage. It was the first first match yeah. on the first Rampage, yeah. And I thought their first one was fantastic. I yep. loved the storytelling of that one. I loved the finish of that one. And it got me real excited for this one. Uh, did, how do you think it, it, it not necessarily stood up to that one, but but how, how did you come away from just the match itself between those two? I actually thought the Rampage match was a little bit hotter than this one. I agree. But I also think that's probably like one of the best TV matches this year. So, you know, not reaching that level, to me, didn't mean that this was like a disappointment at all. I, mm-hmm. Again, Christian, another guy... You talk about like uh, you know like Punk. He's been gone for how long? Like seven years, eight years with an injury, and went twenty-one minutes step for step with with Kenny last night. Like there was there's no there's no spot where he didn't look like he was ready for it. He he looked great. He looked absolutely great. So uh, very encouraging, I think, for anybody who's looking forward to the rest of you know Christian being in this. If you're worried about his neck or his head or any of the injuries that he suffered, he took some significant bumps mm-hmm. and looked great. You know, so I, I was I was on board with the match. I thought, knowing what was to come, it was definitely the the right decision to put it where they put it. Yeah, I I think just talking about Christian again for a sec before we move on to anything else. I I, I really like what they've done with him so far. I thought they they brought him along slowly and they they made him yeah. you know earn his spot right and mm-hmm. yeah. and and this is this was a great feature for him. I thought you knew he wasn't going to win this, but no. it, it, he could put on a great match and you can trust him to put on a good match and you can trust him to you know set set up what was what was to come right. He, he's the kind of guy you need in a company like this, which where you have these like just racehorses who have the most ambitious ideas christian's the guy that can come in and okay let's take the best of those ideas but let's work them into a 15 16 minute match and we'll we'll go through with some pace and some psychology he's got such a good um like a good editing eye you know what i mean yeah 
he's really, really sharp for that kind of stuff. I think he's, I think in ring, I think he's one of the best of the last like 20 years, probably one of the most underrated. I always think he's like, um, I think he'll be thought of like Arn Anderson was thought of with the yeah. four horsemen. He was like the ring general and the guy who could put stuff together. I and mean, when it comes to the in ring, there's not too many guys that are better. And this chance to do this like legacy extending run in AEW is perfect for him. And I do really like the relationship he they built with him and Jungle Boy, and he's yeah. like that father figure to Jungle Boy. And mm-hmm. w- whenever Jungle Boy does win a title. Christian will come out. They're going to hug and ring, and it'll be a real cool moment, right? And turn on them. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about, obviously, what everybody is talking mm-hmm. about. Just uh, an embarrassment of riches yes. showing up at the same time. So yeah. let's start with the beatdown, right, in the middle of the yeah. ring. Kenny's Post, on the mic. match after, and Kenny, to, to put away Christian here, hit an avalanche one-winged angel off oh, the second rope. Which yeah, is, I don't want, you're right. Let's not brush over that. I don't, don't want to like, just scoot right along. We, we were pumping Christian's tires, but Kenny was uh, just showing again. He's, he's one of the best main event style Ooh. workers in right. all of pro wrestling. That was, that was a sweet spot. So yep. he's on the mic, and sure enough, lights go out, music hits, and, and yep. everyone's going, oh, here comes you know Brian Danielson. It's Adam Cole, baby. It's Adam Cole, baby. Yeah, because they, they continue to beat down on Christian, and I think Jurassic Express came out yep, at one, yep. one point to help him. And uh, as the tide uh, was turning there, yeah, here comes Adam Cole. And that was after, a shock. After, after, the, after the great line from Kenny, the only people who can beat me either aren't here, they're either retired, or they're already dead. And if anybody watches Being the Elite, the YouTube series, when Adam Cole did sign with NXT, they <laughs> they killed his character. Mm-hmm. And I went back and, and had a look today. They did do a seance to uh, to bring him back. Oh, that is, is... Which uh, is pretty funny. That is hilarious. Because we... The, the crowd knew. It's, again, you've got, you know, 6,000 people who are absolutely tuned into the details of what you, these guys do. You knew. Do. You said it. Before the music said, hit, you went, oh yeah. my God, it's Adam Cole. Yeah, when he said he's already dead, because they keep referring to him. They've been referring to him as a ghost for four years, four years Incredible. waiting for this to come all the way back around. And here he is. And I love the idea that just for a moment you thought he was coming in to clear out Kenny and the Bucks. And then he just super kicks Christian. And then he super kicks Jungle Boy. And so, then he super kicks Luchasaurus. <laughs> let me, let, before, before we get into any of that, let me say two things. One, the Adam Cole Bebe with the crowd. Huge. Oh my God! That was Huge. they were waiting to do that. I thought that was yeah. really cool. Did so? Do you think this is the right call? He he had to oh, be yeah. with the elite. He had to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's. You couldn't. You can't make me believe that these guys aren't going to work together. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things where they're so close, and for an audience that pays attention, like he is the best of friends with these guys. So yeah. to come in and try and position him against them in any convincing way. I think would have been uh, an uphill uphill battle, and I kind of like the idea because if I think if if all parties are being honest, I think Cole is a little closer with the Bucks than Kenny is, mm. and I like the idea as Kenny becomes you know with the Bucks not having titles anymore, Kenny's still got his belt, but it's the last belt in the group, and him becoming you know, almost uh, Gollum-ish over that title and his need to protect it and putting himself first. And I wonder if there's a crack there for Cole to kind of slide into that spot. And then I wonder if Kenny gets pushed out a little bit. And that's I, where you see the babyface Kenny Omega turn. 
I do think that at some point, yeah, that I don't know when, but that will mm-hmm. happen. There will be a fracture there, and yeah, and yeah, whether it is Kenny going back to babyface or maybe Adam Cole, I don't, I don't know exactly don't which know. one it'll be, but I do agree that that in that's probably a long. I think that's time yeah, away, that's but. that's your that might be all out next year. Yeah, but you I know, by the time we get to the you know the elite is fine angle, but. Um, it was such a cool debut. That shot of the Bucks each kissing Cole on the cheek oh, while man. he's smiling down the camera. Like, you idiots wouldn't let me keep my Twitch channel. That's seriously why I'm here? Because yeah. you wouldn't let me keep my Twitch channel? How stupid are you? This smile said a million words. But, oh, I mean, it was it, this place was set up for Adam Cole. The, this company was built with the idea of Adam Cole being a featured part of it. And it's going to be so great. And and the matches, whoever he wrestles with will be great. And then when we eventually do get Adam Cole and Kenny Omega, oh, my yeah. God. I, I, oh. Do, I, I, think, I think when we come back to Chicago next September, that might be the top of the card. Oh, that is, That's, I'll, I'll put that down. I'll say that on the record here. I think... Kenny we'll clip that. We'll and clip Cole. It. Yeah, you clip that, save it. And if we're doing this again next year, I think that's where it's going to be. Amazing. Well, then you think, is that it, right? Like, you know, what what a debut. <laughs> and, oh, this is so yeah. great. And yeah. then Brian Danielson. Yes. His music hits and the place <laughs> erupts again. Again. Uh, man, two, two for one? Like, are you Com- kidding me? Comes in, clears house, hits the big knee strike on Nick Jackson. And is aligned immediately there with uh, Christian and uh, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy and clears the ring of the elite. And yeah, Adam Cole, Brian Danielson, uh, Ruby Soho, Minoru Suzuki. <laughs> like it was On just, one card. it was one of the, it was one of those nights where like, man, it, you just, it was a great night to have your best night. And mm-hmm. I really feel like they did. I think there was more. There is more eyes and more buzz geared towards this pay-per-view, and hopefully more people ordered it and are at least you know, consuming it through Twitter or whatever it is. And it was a really, really good night couple to of, have your best night as cu- a company. Sorry to interrupt you there. A uh, couple of interesting tidbits before we do wrap things up. Mm-hmm. It, Brian, da- or, uh, Brian Danielson, he, he did a little in-ring thing. I'm sure you saw it. Uh, yeah. He did a little thing after, and he talked about how one of the reasons he's here is because the fans are so passionate. The fans are yep. incredible, right? Mm-hmm. He talked about how he wants to be able to wrestle again. Yep. And, and even in, in his post-fight thing, he also, he didn't he didn't crap talk WWE. No, he said he had no. a great time over there. And but they, it, they did take care of him well. Yes. Yeah. You know, at some point, there's a real alternative. And for a guy like Brian, who's got, you know, maybe five, six, seven years left of wrestling, he's a world traveler. That's how he grew up. He wants to go back to Japan. He wants to go back to Mexico. He wants to be able to take bookings that interest him. He's got money. So it's time for passion, right? And and the other thing to note, too, is uh, there's this natural divide, right? AEW fans, WWE fans. The, both organizations being popular is great for wrestling fans. Yes. Like, th- this is <laughs> yeah. a win for wrestling fans. And the, yeah. the the quicker everyone can stop fighting about what's better, the better <laughs> it's going to be. Just sit back and enjoy because you're, we are getting back into that limelight of wrestling being 
at it's the top about, of people's minds again. It's about to be cool again. Right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and I think so, you know. I think we're getting back into that time where it's, there is, enjoy I would say. Enjoy what you want to enjoy, man. Stop trying to fight the, the sides. Yeah, wrestling is a buffet. You don't have to order one thing. Yeah. You know, that's one of the best things about this card. If you wanted uh, Lucha Libre, you got it. If you wanted women's uh, yeah, wrestling, you got it. If you wanted striking and, you know, heavy suplexes, you got it. If you wanted technical stuff, you got it. You wanted surprises. It's a buffet, and that applies, you know, to all companies. So, the but the hot hand right now is, is so oh, clearly on Wednesday nights at, no at eight o'clock. There's no doubt. And like you said, what's next? Uh, Where so, do they go from here? So this was going to be. Uh, I, I have two things here. One thing I will point out is Brian Danielson and CM Punk mm-hmm. both said one of their main reasons that they really the, the AEW captured their their attention yeah. is the way that they dealt with the death of Brody Lee. Yeah. And is that no I, I found that incredibly interesting to take in uh, that Brian Danielson said that as well yesterday. Yeah, well it's one it's one of those things where you know, oh, you know this you know this place is like a family, but they really treated Brody and his kids and his wife as family and have continued to do right uh, by them. There's a, a Brody Lee figure coming out with the AEW stuff. Mm-hmm. And somebody posed the question, does this benefit his family? And they're like, oh, yeah, like his licensing agreement is is going to be live with us and anything we produce for time goes directly to his estate, which is great. But the way they kept his illness private, yep. the way they respected that family's wishes, handling it with so much class as they did. It goes a long way. And not to say that they did that with the eye of it no, benefiting I, them later. I don't think but so. It's, but it just it just shows if you you're like that all the time, then people are going to start to notice totally. and go, man, maybe these guys are a place where I should, you know, and, be plying my trade. And people talk about TK's passion, how it's infectious, mm-hmm. right? How he yeah. just is a wrestling fan, and I know a lot of people like to make fun of that that he is just a wrestler, but. I, it's infectious, man, and I think that it's it's catching on with a lot of people, which I, I think is really really cool. I'm sure there's you know many things we can say about TK pros and cons, but uh, it, it's just interesting to note that a lot of people keep pointing to those two things: his passion mm-hmm. and how they dealt with things in a respectful manner. I think that's really cool. So let's talk about what is next. We've talked about some of the other guys, mm-hmm. Adam Cole and Brian Danielson, though the two new signees. Really quickly before we go, give me your prediction of of who they work with first. I think uh, the Dynamite Grand Slam, that uh, that Wednesday show, Arthur Ashe Stadium, uh, September 22nd, so uh, about three weeks three weeks away. I think you're going to see an eight-man tag with Christian, Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Brian against Kenny, Adam Cole, and the Bucks. Uh, it, it would be a, a remarkable... That was remarkable main for for that kind of the last picture you were left with, right? Yeah. The baby faces in the ring, and the and the and the elite kind of retreating up the ramp. I think you go with Danielson's in ring debut and Cole's in that match, but you're just getting a taste of it in an eight man tag, right? You're not getting the full thing. Oh, it'd be incredible. You're not getting the singles match just yet. Brian, I think, is going to be handled very differently from from CM Punk. I think you're going to see Daniel Bryan wrestling with regularity on AEW TV uh on a weekly or bi-weekly basis. How? I don't I don't think he's going to take the like if Punk wrestles more than like 5 or 6 times a year, I I think I'd be surprised. How often do you think you'll be saying Daniel Bryan instead of Brian Danielson? <laughs> 
How many times have I already said you know, it? I, I think I only caught it once. But how, how, how long is it going to take before it'll stick in? Well, it's one of those things where, of course, you know, he grew up. I, I, I came up with the, the Ring of Honor product, and he was Brian Danielson, yeah. the American Dragon. But, yeah. man, after, uh, you know, 10 years or whatever it's been in WWE, it's hard to reprogram the Daniel Bryan out of I you. Know. I so know. Brian Danielson from, uh, from Auburn, Washington. I love it. And nothing else is from Auburn. But uh, <laughs> it's, so, it's so cool to, uh, to see him there. And yeah, I mean, you think about who was not on this card? There was no Hangman. Yeah. There was no Cody. Malachi Black wasn't even used on this card except to cut a promo to promote uh, a match with Dustin Rhodes on Wednesday. No Proud and Powerful. No Sammy Guevara. You did the um, the top men or whatever Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. Like, there's so much talent, and there's only one you know four pay per views a year, one this weekend. But uh, so you're gonna have some great dynamites because these guys got to get reps and you got to get in front of a crowd. Well, I think it, it's gonna be loaded. It's an exciting time to be a wrestling fan, and it's a really exciting time to be along for the AEW ride because they've yeah. got some incredible talent who have who have come in, and they've got <laughs> so many directions they could go with it. And yeah. I, I think they've at least er, at this point they have earned the right for us, you know, for us to sit back and go. Let's see what you can do. You got an embarrassment yeah, they, of riches, and I trust you to take me on this journey at least for now. They have certainly earned the benefit of the doubt. And I even got a text from one Adam Ricard last night during the show. Adam is a staunch, like, NXT WWE guy. And he texted and he said, shit, they got me. <laughs> I said, it's okay. It's okay, man. As in the words of Jeffrey Lebelski, uh, new shit has uh, come to light. As you said, it's a buffet, right? Just It's a buffet, man. Don't limit yourself. Enjoy it all. Well, look, we appreciate you joining us for this, and we've got a Dynamite coming up on Wednesday. Can't wait yeah. to see where this goes. Just an incredible show. Easily their best, and cannot wait for more. So, Carl, thanks as always, and yeah, we'll bye. chat with you again real soon.